Two pastors and Tom walk into a bar, but this is no joke. It's the start of a conversation between three friends about culture, God, beer, and more. So pull up a chair, order a pint, and let's get started. So Monday at 6.15, we have basketball for Caleb, followed by at 7.15, we have basketball for for Austin. Then uh, Tuesday, we have piano lessons both at the same time at 7 o'clock, but we got to make sure to get there early, and then we, we need to practice beforehand, and then when we get back, it's right into reading. Wednesday, of course, is chess club right after school. Now, this Wednesday, we're going to have Ash Wednesday services, so we're going to have to eat a quick dinner and then get right there after that. Thursday, basketball again, again, 6.15 for Caleb, 7.15 for Austin. Meanwhile, Trevor has soccer right in the middle, so we have to figure out which parent is taking who there to which sport. Friday, they're staying at somebody's friend's house. Saturday morning, batting practice in the morning, basketball games in the afternoon. Sunday, church, and finally some time to relax before they have to finish that project for school. Keep in mind, throughout the rest of this week, we have homework, we have instrument practice, we have chores around the house, we have sports practice, we have extracurriculars, eat healthy, get a good night's sleep. Can that even happen? Is there enough time in the day? What about Legos? What about building forts? What about sleeping in? What about being just a kid? What say you, friends of the pod? I don't know why I'm asking you. By the time you hear this, I'll barely remember that we recorded this episode. I guess we'll just have to ask Gabe and Josh. And Janet! Hey. Janet O'Neill! O'Neill in the house! Woohoo! Hi! Janet O'Neill is live on the pod today. Live to hear you... Almost forget the names of your sons. Almost, almost. <laughs> I have a lot of them. And so, you know. You know that your sons are more precious to her than you are, Tom. And you yeah. almost forgot them right in front of her. I, feel I like, know. I feel like I it's know. part of the course, though. You know, once you have grandchildren, then you just become chopped liver as a, oh. as a, as a child. Fact. Right. Fact. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Hey, friends, we are glad to have you on for another episode of Pint Glass Preachers. We do want to encourage you to connect with us in the usual places, uh, social media on the old Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'd love to connect with you. And also, we do want to encourage you to leave us a review on iTunes. I am haven't checked, but I'm certain we're not in the double digits yet. But, ooh, uh, ooh, I'll look right now. Keep right, talking. Right now. I'll keep talking. But uh, we would we would love it if you did that. Um, it would be uh, be great to uh, to hear from you. Of course, only if it's a five star review. So uh, please do that. Let us know what you think of the show. Again, only if it's a five star review. Uh, but uh, it's it's good to be back, guys. Man, I miss I miss being on the pod. No, actually, I'd love to hear someone who has a one or two star review. I'd love to hear how whoa, we are so terrible. Whoa, whoa. How are we so terrible? That what do we got? Josh? What do we got? Whoa! What? Whoa! 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 Stop! Just tell. We finally made it to 10 reviews. Yes. yes. Go, okay. go USA. First, first number nine, uh, a five-star review entitled, Not the Worst. Um, the name of this uh, reviewer was your first guest. So that must be one or none other than Tanner J. Olson. Oh, it sure is. And he said, this hey, isn't Dad, the worst podcast. If I could give it five stars again, I would. Nice. So you know, thank you, Tanner. Thank you. Which, 
is perhaps a tongue in cheek move on his part for he has started a podcast himself called Ted and Tanner do a podcast. And so uh, we certainly encourage you to listen to that. Um, I think and also one of their should, upcoming should, episodes. Should, hey. I was going to say, should we be expecting to be invited on to their podcast? As oh, guests? They'll, they'll put us on. They'll put us okay. on. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, waiting Tanner. And by the way, We're, written to speak, not the worst. Oh, um, all right. What's the next one? one? Okay. The, the next so one. That does it. The next one says, this is my res past, and it's very recent, only last week. It says, a solid progressive Lutheran conversation podcast with Tom, Gabe, and Josh at the wheel. Who knows where y'all will end up? Just like conversations at a real pub, this podcast goes down more bunny trails than imaginable. Yet they keep... <laughs> oh, there's an ellipsis, but thankfully he concludes with, or she, I should say, yet they keep bringing it back to some salient point about interacting with God, church, and or culture. <laughs> Dude, that, that's my favorite review. That's really nice. That they seem to get us, which is is a great thing. Yep, we're gonna start on a topic, and we may not. Well, we aren't gonna end up on that topic. No, no. I also like how this person used the word salient. Yeah, man, this is the, that. What a great review. Which that I mean, great that vocabulary. I will say this though: we have reached our goal for 10 reviews on itunes we're done last episode However, thanks everybody uh, <laughs> can't stop yet, tom because you know what we're still missing a rosé story a rosé story <laughs> Get it. i'm really hoping you have a rosé story to share i really Do you am have hoping. a rosé story nope she's looking at me like nope she does not she does not you know what Jane? Okay. i don't i don't fault you rose. i fault society Let's, at large we gotta keep it going here folks speaking of rosé what are we drinking tonight Janet Let's start has with to go Janet. Last. Ladies, no, she, no, no, she has to go last. Grand finale. Grand finale. Okay, grand finale. All right, all right. I am drinking a, I'm drinking a rum and coke. Very simple. It's Kirkland spiced rum. Uh, as we have talked about on this pod, Costco has the greatest liquor at the greatest prices. Unless you live in Tennessee, they apparently don't make liquor there. So road trip. Uh, road trip. Well, they hey, make, actually, they quick. make a lot of liquor, just they don't sell it necessarily. Right. Um, Josh, do yours. I'm going to do mine, and then you and I have to make a bet. So whatever you're drinking. Ooh, okay. Well, I'd, I'd like – can I at least – before I tell you what I'm drinking, can I just get brownie points ahead of time? Yes. From you and Tom, but particularly Janet. Is it a rosé? No, 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 I wish. I wish. I just can't – can't bring myself to spend any money on rosé, especially since no one has any rosé short stories to share. However, I was going to, because I always drink beer on the podcast and Tom is always drinking some form of hard liquor. I thought, okay, Janet O'Neill's on. It's Tom's mom. I'm going to like drink a gin and tonic. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to follow suit with both you and Gabe on a frequent basis. And let's just say my tonic went flat. And so I went to pour it. There was no fizzy fizz. And so I just poured a beer. So I'm drinking a Goose Island IPA. It's pretty boring. It's not as fun as I hoped it would be. I'm sorry to let you down, Janet. But can I get some brownie points for at least the effort? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, yes. It, oh. it, it's not like Janet taught me how to drink hard. You know? <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> well, saying that. So... But, but I was trying to honor her through what you normally drink, Tom. Oh, wow. Okay, so for me, uh, I'm very excited. I'm drinking a gin tonight, just uh, straight up. It's called The Botanist. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. I, uh, the, there's a quick anecdote. I uh, had an old man injury this weekend, 
so as as people are able to tell just by looking at me, I've been doing CrossFit for about three months now. Okay, you know, this and, is like the consecutive uh, episode where we yeah. name drop CrossFit, yada hey, yada yada. If 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 a vegan does CrossFit, which does he talk about first? But uh, so <laughs> I fair uh, point. Yeah, so we we were doing Russian kettlebell swings, and they have the prescribed weight for men and for women, and I always do one less than the pre prescribed weight for women, and uh, just, just being honest. And so so I went to do that, and this big dude at my gym, his name is Milan, he's like awesome, but just like a freak athlete, and he looked at me picking up the one less than the women's prescribed weight, and he goes, come on, bro. And I was like, all right, I'm going up, I'm going up. And so I went up a weight for it and uh, I really hurt my back. And so I mentioned it in my sermon on Sunday. And so one of my elders texted me and he goes, hey, I left you some medicine outside your house. And it was, in fact, this bottle of the botanist gin. What? Man, so, you've got some good parishioners there. Hey, is that I so do, good? What, let me see the let me see the bottle. Show me the bottle. Let's okay. see it. It's really great. That's a. Oh. It's a good thing for me to show you a bottle on a purely audio yeah, podcast. This is, so, this is great radio. How, how does that compare to the Bud Light that one of my husband's parishioners gave to him? <laughs> um, I'm hoping they're not listening, but that is that is terrible. <laughs> okay, so Josh, this is the bet we have to make. So Tom, again, you have a rum and coke. Yep. Okay, what kind of and it's regular coke? It is regular coke, yeah. What kind of rum was it again? It Kirkland is Kirkland spiced rum. Kirkland Spice. Okay. So now rum and Coke's pretty standard drink. And yet I just have this theory that Janet's drink is going to be stiffer and more masculine than Tom's. So <laughs> oh, what's, yes. what's your over under on that, Josh? Is Janet's drink stiffer and more masculine than Tom's or is it more girly than Tom's? Oh, I'll take the over and even go so far as to say it is straight up Kentucky bourbon. <laughs> oh, you are very specific. No, not on the rocks. Close. Just, just well, neat and, a, and at least at least a double. Let, <laughs> nice, let, nice. let me let me say, um, Tom asked me if I wanted something to drink, and I said, Do you have a sprite? He said, Yeah. <laughs> that is not what I'm drinking. I mean, yes, it's a sprite, but what am I drinking, Tom? <laughs> you are drinking bourbon. So you were you were close, Josh, with Sprite. Uh, and a little bit of bitters in there to make it a a bourbon ginger, and it is. Uh, it's awesome. It's great, but it's weak. It is so it is, weak. okay. Okay, all right. Well, good. We're glad you like it, Janet. I like it. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Well, well I that took call it a girly drink, though. To no, figure out what we were drinking tonight. However, like seven minutes. Yeah, but there was a lot to celebrate. We hit ten reviews on iTunes. Um, and let that serve as a reminder to all of our listeners that we have a Facebook page that we check somewhat infrequently. And um, more importantly, we love to accept text questions or commentary. I mean, the reviews are good, but it, it always brings a joy uh, uh, to us and a smile to our faces when we receive a text message from one of you, our good listeners. And as a matter of fact, it wasn't a question. But it was a like multiple text conversation that we got from one of our listeners just yesterday morning. And here's what it says, friends. It says, it took me three months, but I finally listened to all the episodes. And, I'm so sorry. Okay, pause. He also listens to this or he or she also listens to this on one and a half to double speed. So either we need to start talking faster or just talk less. 
Probably less. Probably okay. less. Yeah, well, we'll see what actually happens. But anyway, uh, they continue looking forward to how you include your wives in a future episode, especially their perspective on ministry and podcasts and family. Can Some I address that? No, no, no. We don't. We're going to address that. So we talked to the wives and we said, hey, let's get you on. And we were actually going to do this like two episodes ago. But all of them kind of gave us the face of like, do we have to? And what would we talk about? And that doesn't sound like any fun. So we have decided because the the three families of ours are going to be getting together in Chicago in October. And I know that's a long time off, but it's something to look forward to. And so all six of us will be together. We're going to be around one mic and we are going to force them to be on our podcast, whether they like it or not. And just maybe even follow them around with the mic and make them uh, be part of this podcast. And so it's called October. October. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Gabe will not be participating in that because he might be dead. Because he'll be defrocked. Okay, yeah, go on. So, so, so look forward to that uh, in a few months. Well, many months, but look forward to it, friends. He's going with the text. Carry All on, right, carry anyway, on. he also – oh, gosh, I can't – Well, it's this probably whole, he. He's a pastor. I mean, okay, I mean, it's probably he. Look. All right, so this dude says no, – We don't stop. have any alcohol listeners, apparently. Well, okay, we might. Gabe, I don't know, but – Gabe, Gabe, stopping so – ex- be so sorry. Stopping uh, so exclusive – Sorry, so, carry on, carry on. So, you're so gender binary. Anyway, this person <laughs> says, some episodes my kid listened. Oh, boy. Which brought kids. about awesome – kids listened, which brought about awesome conversations about God, creation, science, and poop. Toby. <laughs> thanks for that. Or thanks for that. I'm not sure how to take that one, but I'm going to see it in the positive light, and he's very thankful. He says, I'm a pastor at a large church in the metro Detroit area tasked with helping our people grow as disciples, but my heart is to see the church grow in authentic diversity. No questions right now, just love. Random connection. I, too, was at camp. We don't talk about it. Oh, they screwed up by not hiring Tom this last summer. (laughs) Am I allowed to say that? Is anyone from Okaboji going to hear this? I don't know. Who knows? Sorry, Tom. Okay, moving along. We are going to go to a break real quick, friends, but we would love to hear from you and have Josh make awkward references about Tom's career in a public platform. Uh, So please do (laughs) text us in at 612-208-6258 so so Josh can continue to lambast Tom's career in public. 612-208-6258. When we come back, you guys, we are going to hear from Janet the one, the only. We're so excited. See you in a bit. Welcome back. We are here with with Janet, of course. And before we get started on our topic tonight, uh, there was just a couple questions that we wanted to ask her just to, you know, as things have been building over the last couple episodes. Uh, So uh, number one, mom, Janet, uh, is Gabe a book snob? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot. Just yes or no. Absolutely. Oh, come on. How do my <laughs> don't worry? Okay. Don't worry. Okay, we'll we'll go to another question. Okay, fine. Janet, let me ask you this one. Since you've listened to all of our episodes, can you tell I'm a which ep- I, there's a 
a couple of episodes behind. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's well, all right. Let's, let's say in general, in general, <clears throat> you probably listen to the vast majority. Is that is that a fair statement? Yes, absolutely. Are you able to tell which episodes Gabe came on late and was totally unprepared for? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, okay, that's too vague. One too more vague. question. Yeah. Um, are you when you listen to our episodes? Are you aware of the times? Like, can you like point out right away when you know that Gabe is stuck sticking some weird object up his nose, or like putting on a funny hat, or yeah. picking up a random toy that he found in the basement? <laughs> well, okay, yes, I'll say yes, 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 yes. 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 It is apparent. Um, and this last is, question, and probably okay. and this is uh, the most important one. This is yeah. the only one I care about. Josh, you ask, you ask. Okay, Janet, I, I really need you to redeem Pine Glass Preachers. Do you have a rose story? <laughs> it doesn't have to be wild or crazy. Just literally, is there a point in your life where you drank rose at all, ever? No. I don't, oh, I don't no. particularly care for rosé. Nobody has a rosé story. Not, not even on accident? No. Someone right. I give it up. I give oh. it up. Janet, thank nope. you. Nope. I, I, I do not All harbor right. any resentment towards you, but I'm officially giving up the rosé competition. <laughs> so for all of our <laughs> listeners out there, thanks for nothing. All right. So my, my favorite part, uh, so good listener, uh, sorry for the excellent radio for the last two minutes, but uh, one of the things uh, we have show notes that we, that Tom puts together for us for every episode that usually has like a list of questions that we process through that sort of thing. And, and that's usually how I prepare is I look at it and I say, oh, do I know anything about this? <laughs> so I'm looking at our, our section and right now there's one question for this whole section and it's titled, where are we going with this? That's it. That's it. So it's I'm wide just, open, Josh. It's wide. Game. It's wide open. So I'm just going to drive the bus here. So Tom's little, you know, intro cute thing that he does, uh, it teased this idea of, of the fact that, you know, families are, are very scheduled these days, that every kid is in about 800 activities and doing this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, in one sense, we, we gripe about that. And then, of course, the the three of us uh, are parents and, you know, overschedule our kids, perhaps. I don't know. My kids are still a bit too young, uh, but but perhaps we do. And so I think while we have Janet, we should get some perspective on this. So, Janet, you raised two wonderful young men, uh, two of my favorite individuals. And thank uh, you. you. Well, yeah, thank you. The world thanks you. Um, but uh, one of the. <laughs> I had a little uh, help with my husband, though, well, too. That is, so. that is true. That is true. Um, Dennis is not part of this podcast. <laughs> uh, that's that's is Dennis. Is Dennis a listener, though? You, no. You, you know what? <laughs> you, the problem with my husband listening is he is not. He is techno technology um, uh, inefficient. You know, he, uh, he won't wouldn't know how to get to the broadcast. And so I keep saying to him, I'll help you get to it so you can listen to it. And he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't even check his own email. What can I say? Because my father hates me. That's oh, another yeah. issue. Let's yes. go. He just says, I won't listen to it. Just another thing for me to be disappointed in Tom about. Okay. Right. So, uh, so Janet, like raising your boys, uh, you guys were in more rural areas. 
but did, did were, were they involved in a lot of activities? Did you have a particular policy that you instituted as a family? Like, hey, we're going to do this. We're not going to do this. Uh, what kind of decisions did you make in regards to your kids' activities growing up? Well, I can certainly say that things have, have changed. I mean, the, the kinds of decisions that we had to make with our kids growing up, I think it was a lot easier back then than what it is now. Because I certainly see um, kids way more scheduled than our kids were. And then in turn, our kids were way more scheduled than the kids of my generation when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, but I do remember that we limited our boys on, um, they couldn't be involved in a sport each season, you know, a fall oh, sport, wow. a, okay. a winter sport, a spring sport, a summer sport. I mean, it was just too much. It, there was no family time if we had allowed them to do that. Um, Consequently, they were neither of them were in football. Football was the fall season, so Thank neither of them you. were in football. Yeah, Tom has recently thanked me for that, for not letting him be in foot football. Oh, poor Tom. Um, they were both in in basketball until Brian no, decided he didn't. Not, like no, that's good so for me because yeah. you know my brain's intact. Oh, I couldn't tell. It sort of sounded like you were uh, like disgruntled by the fact no. that you weren't able to play. Football. No, I was disgruntled until you know like seven years ago when I realized that my brain would be mush, but. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, then, and, and then they were in winter sport of basketball, or later on, Brian wasn't that much in, interested in basketball, and so he he didn't like the team sports as much. He did skiing and things like that in the winter, and then they were both in golf in the spring, and then in summer, that was our only time to have a family vacation because my husband was not able to get away on vacation throughout the year, other than a, a day or two. If we wanted to take an extended vacation, it had to be in the summertime. So they were not involved in the organized sports of of summer. I mean, you were in T-ball when you were a little kid, weren't uh -huh. you, Tom? I mean, but you were never in like the Legion baseball and all that kind of stuff. But what I see with kids nowadays is just uh, way more involved than what our kids were. And then, like I say, compared to what we had, I guess maybe we had kind of a boring life when we were young. I mean, we didn't have but maybe one game a week to go to throughout the sure. school year, you know. And now kids have two, three, four games a week. And and then you have the – you have girl sports in addition to the boy sports so what way more so there's there's so much more involved now than there is back was back then so Can let I me ask, ask this well, go on. Yeah, I, I was gonna say i have a naive question I, I mean from listening to you janet it seems as if there just simply wasn't the same quantity of exactly uh, extracurricular programming and is that just because maybe like for me my kids are kind of just entering this age where we're bombarded with basketball season, volleyball season, taekwondo, ballet, you know, dance, like all these other types of things. And sometimes I just think to myself, ah, I don't remember having all of these options as a kid. But then inevitably uh, I call my mom and I'm like, hey, mom, uh, was this true? And she usually tells me that I was misremembering, you know, and then there actually was kind of, you know, potentially a lot more available to me than than I recall. But I mean, in general, I mean, what do you think? Is is there just more to do, more available for kids to do in terms of structured extracurriculars today than there was when Tom and Brian were growing up? Do you want me to compare when I was a kid or when Tom was a kid? Uh, maybe both. Well, going back to when I was a kid, which was ancient time ago, I mean, we did you are not, not a day past 40, Janet. Yeah. You are not a day past 40. I was going to oh. say. <laughs> I love you, Josh. I, I, that, that's just, that's I just do what I can. 
I did yeah, what I can. That means I was I was a mother at the age of three. So yeah, okay. so. <laughs> which, which probably explains why Tom looks older than you. <laughs> Listen, this isn't uh, science with well, no. Don't confuse with those facts. Honestly, going back to the to when I was a kid, I mean, first of all. Seriously, we did not have the girls organize sports like there was like there is now. So first of all, like if they're in the basketball season, there was only boys basketball. Girls basketball was an intramural kind of thing. And so they didn't even have like away games and home games and stuff like that. It was just intramural stuff. So that, you know, but but you go back to like the time, like let's just take just boys basketball, for example. I mean, really and truly, we had only one home game maybe other every other week and one away game every other every other week so there was like one game a week that kids went to not when tom was in basketball there would it could be easily two in a week and now i see with girls basketball and everything at the same girls sports at the same time kids in high school have um maybe four or five things to go to every week that is just games to go to and that doesn't include gymnastics dance uh, play practice and, and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, that's just looking at just sports, just the sheer number of games has increased incredibly. Mm. Well, and I think too, I mean, just looking at it from a, a rural to a, to a city perspective, you know, growing up in a rural setting, you had that opportunity to play, to play each sport. You could be a multi-sport athlete uh, with no, no problems. Uh, but now in the cities with the ability to have all these different practice facilities and, and things like that, by the age of 10 or 11, you have to be choosing one sport and, and then they go all in. And like, like mom said, it's, it's constant. It's every weekend tournament it's and games during the week and things like that. And, and. Well, and I, I, I'm a piano teacher. And so I have after school lessons with my kids. And it's so often that kids will come to me and say, you know, I, I can't come to my lesson today because I have a basketball game. Or the other thing is that you got to be at practice. Otherwise, you're sitting on the bench. You know, there's right. there's no there's no give and take. And then and that's even encroached into the like in the rural areas. We still have the Wednesday night church idea, church activity thing. And, the, you know, the coaches are not supposed to um, uh, penalize a kid for not being at practice if he's at um, church activity like youth group or catechism class or something. So like out, out where y'all are, you're in a rural, rural mm -hmm. area. I'm in a rural area. Yeah. And and so they like they're not allowed to have Wednesday night. They're not the coaches are not supposed to have Wednesday night act, uh, sports. They do those that those things are getting that Wednesday night thing is getting they're encroaching in on that Wednesday night thing, and that's going to be a thing of the past, I think, very very soon. But um, if they do have a practice or something, they're not supposed to penalize a kid if they're not there, or wow. you know. But that that's a very subjective thing. I mean, like sure. he, Tom was involved in a, 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 a Christmas um, holiday tournament remember the basketball mm -hmm. holiday yep. tournaments and if for us as a pastor's family i mean once christmas eve and christmas day was was over we wanted some family time with our kids and that was when he had to be at this holiday tournament practices and stuff and they were supposed to let him go and say no you don't you wouldn't have to be there but in reality what would happen is he would sit the bench if he wasn't there so sure. on the next game, the next the next game that they played, the next conference game, he would end up. The coach would find another kid to put in instead of him, instead of that. So, so you know, he went to the practice. So I want to, 
I want to shape this conversation a little bit because I think sports definitely, especially in America, we have this this thing about sports. It is all encompassing and all engaging, uh, more so than anything else. But there are plenty of other activities oh, that yeah. take just as much. I mean, you bring up piano, mom. Yeah. Um, I, I know plenty plenty of my peers who have their kids in you know, they're practicing piano for four hours a day kind of thing in this hope that their kid is going to be the next Mozart or Bach, you know, and, and so I, whatever, whatever the thing is, whether it's chess club or, or, or some kind Gymnastics of musical instrument or, or, or sports or, or anything like that. I mean, we're, we're kind of seeing this all over, right? Well, and so the, you know, the question becomes like, is, is that good? Right. I mean, we're and I suppose maybe that's a leading question because we're, we're all kind of maybe painting it in a negative light if, if the good listener has, has stuck with us here. Uh, but is there so, like, like why do people do that? You know, so w- what what is the you know, I mean, Tom, you shared your family schedule. I assume that's probably a pretty realistic schedule for your family. Yeah. Uh, so why are you doing that? Like we're, we're kind of throwing you know, shade at it. And here you are. You yuppie. Yeah. No. And, and it's interesting because. In in one half of me does not want to be so overscheduled. I just want my kids to be kids. I want them to go out and build forts and play Legos and and enjoy life. But at the same time, I want them to have the opportunity and ability to do something. Hey, Brian. Hello. Brian, hey, Brian Brian's joining us. Oh, we've got yeah. a family reunion. Oh, what no, is what going on? Hi, Brian. Hello, Mom. <laughs> it's a yes. family reunion here on pint glass preachers let me finish my point and then we'll get to brian for something i don't know um so i want to give my if my kids want to play basketball because they're still so young that i have no desire to say you're gonna play basketball and that's it or you're just gonna play piano and that's it or or whatever it is I want them to be able to have a well-rounded opportunity to find out what they're what they're interested in and what they're good at. And then a couple of years from now, whenever it is, and they really kind of latch onto something, but I have to feed into that now. I have to say, okay, you're interested in playing baseball. I want to give you every opportunity to succeed because if we play it loose and eh, we'll get you involved whenever here and there, they're going to be so far behind all these other monstrous parents who are getting their kids involved in this seven hours a day, you know? And so, but so but is that the point? Yeah, man. See, that's it's me. Not, I, I wrestle it's with that. Not. And, and I know that I know that, but if my kid really wants to play baseball and he wants to excel at it, then I have to give him every opportunity to do so. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't know why to, to what end? Like, what's the, what's the tell us here? Like, I, I, is he going to play in the MLB? I've no, no, no. And, 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 Probably and, not. No. And I know that, but I'm saying if my kid enjoys playing baseball, right? Yeah. You're but just saying he's, he's got to be at a level that. Yeah. If he wants to con- keep up. Yeah, if he wants to continue to play baseball, he's gotta he's gotta compete with the other kids, which means he's gotta be as involved as them. He's gotta be in the batting cages all winter long and things like that, so that he can play it past third grade. You know? Yeah, but I mean, okay, well, so I, I feel like that that's 
that's kind of indicative of the pressures then that we put on our children to perform to the same level of their peers. Because Mm -hmm. like, so my daughter, she went out, my wife coached basketball, elementary girls and junior high girls basketball this year, right? And so Harper's in third grade. And just because we go to a small private school, there was plenty of opportunity and the allowance to let third graders play. Now, Harper is in third grade, so she's tiny and clearly not as athletic as, say, a sixth or seventh grader. But and, and like she just looked I mean, we, we've all seen it right when you've got a kid out there that just hasn't they are they are trying they're loving it. They're into it, but they really just don't know what's going on. Right. I mean, and I don't mean that from like, you know, talking about my entire athletic experience, basically, basically, like when I look at Harper, I see you, Gabe. And that's good. And and when you look at that, you're like, okay, is there something wrong with this? But then she would come home after like every game and every practice and be like, oh my gosh, I just love basketball. This is incredible. And Quite honestly, she wasn't necessarily like competing, you know what I mean, in that kind of way, but she was growing from it. She was learning from it. She was enjoying it. So is that fundamentally wrong to take that kind of perspective or to allow that genuinely childish kind of enjoyment from something like that to happen or what? Right. So, I mean, I think, and of course, like you're tapping into something there too, where where we know like sports do build character like there's just no doubt about that like you learn important or, things or, like teamwork or whatever discipline, right or whatever or fun i mean yeah. like yeah sure but and and or, or whatever sorry i mean whatever not necessarily sports right piano yeah, yeah. builds character uh uh-huh. yep. science club that was for you brian builds character is that a thing i don't even know <laughs> nerds do um but uh but at any rate like oh my gosh what, whatever the deal is like it there there's important social aspects to it but i think you know time like you're tapping into the struggle here because i feel like ah, how do i put it like you know more than likely your kid's not necessarily going to be a professional ball player right and more than likely you know because the other thing that i would hear all the time like so here's here's perhaps just like the pastoral side of it right is like i mean i remember a kid being like oh hey pastor i can't make it to confirmation on wednesday at basketball I said, oh, so you're choosing basketball instead of confirmation. He goes, no, I I just, I have basketball, so I have to do that. I'm like, yeah, so you're making a choice to do basketball. Like he didn't even see that there was any other option but this thing. And so in many ways, but that's a learned behavior, right? And so we like, we train our kids up. I was going to say, who's influencing that? Is that mom and dad or is that the child themselves? Like who who actually dictates I'm choosing confirmation or whatever it may be? Okay, okay. We're basketball we're, over we're getting, whatever, we're getting we're getting to like a totally di- like and i want to explore are we, that um are we but like before that though is brian is brian before that brian came on the podcast and he's just been sitting here patiently biding his time what what say you brian about i don't brian. know brian tell us the <laughs> science <laughs> Here, here. What's what's the science of sports, Brian? What's the science of sports? <laughs> oh, Brian. That thank you for being like, here. Like physics? Yeah, physics. Oh, yeah, physics. This is, Brian. This is the yep, rabbit hole that the texter it. was talking about. That's it, Brian. Physics. Yeah. Kinesiology. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see other science words I can Other say. science words. Uh ooh. Hold on, I have one. I have one. Anatomy Force. and physiology. Yeah. Force. Momentum. Ooh. Okay, Brian. Stop. E equals mc squared. Good, 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 good. Brian, 
let's start That's with all I got. let's start with the struggle of because Gabe, you put it right. Like I, I don't believe my kids are going to make it to the pro level, and that's fine. I just want them to be able to participate if they choose, if they want, if they like baseball, if they like basketball, if they like piano or whatever. I want them to be able to have the ability to compete at a higher level, and in order at whatever level, whether that's that's junior high or high school or whatever, I don't want them to be thrown out of the mix because I didn't have them in the batting cages every single day for the, during the winter time. But why, you know? why? So, and, 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 and I, I sort of get it, but why do you want them to be able to compete at the highest levels? Like, no, no, no. What if they don't not want the them? highest level, not the highest level. I want them if they enjoy something, like if your kid likes science and you get a mailer that says, Hey, here's this science camp. Are you going to send them to it? You yeah, are. That's, because you That's because you're giving them like the opportunity countless numbers of hours going to clinics and practices and everything else to try and get them to some elite level that they may let's, or may not want let's to let's take it to something Gabe would understand being a book snob let's say your kid really likes classics and really likes reading but you you like well we, oh, we're not going to bring so you to great. the library because gosh it's too fun you know like <laughs> I'm not going to let me listen Brian was going to say something so before you keep uh, <laughs> Sorry, dunking Brian, on that, me that was my I want to hear from Sorry. Brian. So I think to your t point, Tom, that when you were saying that there's, if they want to compete at their highest level, that's fine. But I think, you know, there's too many stories of like Olympic athletes where they lose their childhood because they've been spending on all on one thing. Whereas I would rather see a kid spend more time doing a variety of things and not just this one specific uh, sport so that they can I, become a more well-rounded person. I, I 100% agree with you, Brian. I'm just saying in today's culture and specifically living in the cities, that is impossible because they will wash out in third grade. So can I, let me, can we ask Janet? When, when Tom said, I want to play in the NBA because he's such a good basketball player. Who was who was the driving force behind his desire to say put in extra time, whether on the practice field or at the court or whatever? Were were you and Dennis driving that and saying, "Hey, we want the best for our son. So, what kind of opportunities can we provide that will give him that that chance to excel?" Or was it sort of up to Tom's desire for participation, whether that be going to practice every single day or only going you know, once a week or whatever. I think that, that for Tom with his basketball, that was definitely his driving force. I mean, he was the one that wanted to, to do that as much as possible. And, and I, and that was fine with us. Um, except when it, it, like I say, sometimes it was like, it, yeah, it interfered with family time and, and that type of thing. But uh, no, I think that was definitely Tom's, that was Tom's driving force. But I'd like to, I'd like to ask all of you young parents, because all of you guys have young kids. I'd like to ask all of you young parents, like, why do you think it is when when our kids were when Tom and Brian, when you guys were young, we rarely heard about stressed out kids or burnout with kids. But now mm. you hear that over and over again. My kids are burned out. My kids are so stressed out. What 
why do you think that is happening um, now that it wasn't back when as as little as when our kids were young? Brian, you get first crack. I mean, my one-year-old comes home super stressed out from daycare. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I definitely have no um, no real opinion. But I do have to say, like, the a true I scientist, no real opinion. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I do have to say, though, from the students that I see that I come across, which, you know, they're 18 years old that I'm seeing, then they they do come stressed out. out. Mm-hmm. And this maybe goes back to your podcast a couple times ago where you were talking about like the D3 athletes because I teach at a D3 school and these students do come, you know, they're probably, they're pretty good athletes, but they're still, you know, here at a D3 school and they are extremely stressed out. And I don't know why they're putting themselves through that when they should be doing other things in my opinion. Take that, Zach. Take that. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh. Unnecessary. Wow. Unnecessary. Wow. Hey, no. So here's the thing. I, so, Jenna, I think there's a few things there. One, for sure, I think we're tapping into is this overscheduled thing, which I have a point I want to make on this to Tom's commentary earlier. But before I get to that, the other thing, honestly, and, and I feel weird saying this because I don't want to just sound like a negative Nancy, but but I do think like it's never stopped you before. It's true. But like the, the Internet and social media, dude, like it's it's you. So, you know, I was thinking about this today, like back in the day. You know, let's say this, like, Janet, when you're growing up, if, you know, we all inherently compare ourselves, right? And so when you're growing up as a young girl, little Janet, you're comparing yourself to, what, the five other girls on the block. Like, that's it. Tom, growing up, is comparing himself to the other dudes he's playing basketball with. You know, whatever, that many people. Well, now, kids are growing up. Clarification, I didn't compare myself to anybody. They compared themselves to me. There it is. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Brian, can we get confirmation on that? (laughs) But so today, our you know our kids, man, I feel for them, and in that like, dude, they can see you know like girls can compare themselves to some girl living in Seattle because like everything is so hyper connected that I can't help but compare myself to the rest of the world, and like I do not stack up, and so no matter the amount of work that I do, no matter the things I do, like I'm just not going to stack up because someone in the world somewhere is better than me, and I live constantly with that knowledge. Because I can see it in front of me with a matter of two clicks. So what do we and, do then? What's I mean, what's the remedy? Because that's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Right, right, like, right. I, I understand the argument and I completely agree. Yeah. But wh- where do we go from here then? Because it, it's literally only going to get – I don't want to say it's going to get worse. But it, it's not as if it's going to somehow magically revert back to the you know previous decades, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s even. So here's my deal. I, I told you guys about the three children's books I want to write, right? Nope. I think I've I think I've even done it on this podcast, but I'll do it real quick. Uh, first of all, the first book I want to write is "You're Not That Special and You're Not Going to Change the World." <laughs> uh, it's followed by a sequel called "The Littlest Cog in the Biggest Machine," and then the third part in this series is "It Doesn't Get Better When You Grow Up," and so. So, so which was me, followed by our podcast where we had to have an intervention with Gabe. Right, 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 right. So, so but part of me Gabe, says, Tom. yeah, <laughs> but part of me says there is this idea of like, 
realistic expectations for yourself and to say, and this is where I appreciated Brian's comments earlier to say like, what does it mean to become a well-rounded individual? What does it mean right. to be, you know, and, and, and so, and, and so Tom, this would be my beef with your logic of like, well, I want my kid, if he wants to play baseball, I want to be at the level that the other kids are at. I get that, but there is a whole like middle ground there. Like you can play rec league baseball forever. Like you can, if you like baseball, you can play rec league and who cares? Like you don't have to play travel team. You don't have to play club team or whatever the heck they call it in that horrible sport. But like, you know, like there's, there's a whole middle, you can play in the backyard with your dad. Like there's a whole middle ground beyond the hyper competitive. I've always got to get to the next level. Yes, Janet. What you just said, you could play in the backyard. This is something that kids are missing nowadays. Our kids used to play down the alley. They used to have a name for it. It was called the Alley Park. It was down the alley, just a little block square park that they used to play pickup games of baseball. And they used mm -hmm. to play, you know, uh, throw the football around and they used to just bike over there and all. Kids don't have time for that anymore. They don't have time to just do everything is structured. Everything mm -hmm. is is adult led. Everything is um, uh, coach led and adult led. They don't have time to just do their own thing well, anymore. Okay, so I don't see kids doing no, that anymore. You're absolutely right. But and I was like, man, I want my kids because I was going down to the park at like eight years old. Yeah, I can. We have a great park just a block and a half from our house. I cannot imagine sending my kid down there for just fear of them being abducted by right. heroin addicts, you know, right. like, okay. <laughs> Wait, where do you live, Tom? Well, in Ortonville, I couldn't see sending my eight year old down. Not nowadays. That's the thing. Kids don't have that nowadays. I mean, our little town of Ortonville, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let the kids ride around on their bikes as they did at what age eight, nine, yeah. you guys were riding bikes around town. Now I don't think you dare do that even in little towns. It doesn't but, matter. I don't Big think city, small town. Thinking, but there's not an increase in crazy people. There's not. No, there's not. Right. There's an increase That's in social the media. There's an no. There's just an increase in the perception of yep. what it is. The kids are like in in you know most areas, unless you're in inner city Chicago, it's just as safe as it was. When we grew up, can we right. quote so you on I, that, Brian? Wanna... Can we quote you on that as a scientific fact? No, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, so I want to. Rates have been decreasing for sure. Okay. I'm so like, I'm quoting you. Let's take yeah. this off the Please sports realm just for a minute because, like, we know the culture that we have around sports, and and we're we're kind of focusing on that. But like, if your kid and Gabe, you're you're not quite there yet with your kids. Neither are you, Brian. Josh, you're you're probably there. You're I'm there old. with me. But if your kid shows an aptitude and and a willingness and a want to do an activity, and let's say it is violin, let's say it's chess or something like that, or science, and they really like that, and you have the opportunity to give them something. Because we're we started this episode just talking about about overscheduling them, right? And if they come home with the, with the sheet that says, Daddy, there's chess club on Monday and Wednesdays. I really like chess. I want to do that. And you're like, yeah, why not? That sounds great. Dude, you so this, is, this is good. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but you're right. This is this on to something. Is there a way in which you overschedule or like you have them doing so many activities, but it's the right ones, right? Like, right. like, like is, there, is there a hierarchy here? Because like, like I made, feel... 
like I feel like I'm doing a good job with my kids. They're in piano, they're in chess club, they're doing the sports that they want to do. And on weekends, we have plenty of time to do things, you know? Listen, if, if they are not enrolled in Janet O'Neill's school of piano, then they're not in the right space. Then they're not really um, learning piano. They are not IMO. in the right space. Hey, I've lost some piano students le- lately because a parent, I, I had uh, I had two little twin boys that took two years of piano lessons and um, their mom came to me and they said they really both want to continue piano, but they had some other things they wanted to get into. And this parent, she said, we limit our children because of they need to work on their schoolwork and everything too, and things with church and things with family. They limit their children to two activities and that's all Mm -hmm. for the whole year and so i lost them both to piano to something else to piano and jesus no because sports and jesus they went to the one was in band one chose band over piano which was fine another area for me another area of music but the other one chose a sport and that was fine with me too but my question on that was did you give them and this maybe goes into what you're saying tom two years in piano isn't really enough for them to be able to decide whether this is something they really are going to get good at or like. And so I see parents letting their kids dabble in this a little bit and then dabble in that and then dabble in this. And they never really get good at, at anything. Right. So, so, So then that's another pressure of me as the parent saying, do I push them into another year of this? That's a question. Yeah. And overschedule them even more. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is for sure. I'd say, I think we just need to hire nannies because they seem to have yes, all that's the, that's the they have all nannies. the answers. Yeah, really I have a question point, for Josh. Brian. Ooh. Oh, I, yes, yes. I, yes. I have a question for Brian because I'm thinking, Brian, now, am I wrong in this or right in this? I'm thinking that kids who are in high school that are in so many things that when they get to college, they just don't want to join. I mean, other than those athletes that are there to play basketball or they're there scholarshiped in to play football or whatever, do you see the majority of kids just saying, I don't want to do anything except just my schoolwork because I don't want to join anything? Or crystal math. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. What? There it is. There it is. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll just go there, Tom. That's fine. I try to get a – I- Gratuitous drug reference in every episode. So, well, you've done it, buddy. All right, Brian, please answer. We apologize uh, for your brother. No, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't have an answer to that question because I don't see what students were like in high school, right? Okay. So I only see what they're doing in college, which is very can be very different from what they used to be. Sure. Like crystal math. Yeah. Well, my question, I guess, my question is: Do you think that kids who have been over scheduled throughout high school that they just don't you know they just want to give it all up and just say I- i'm just gonna and become I'm disappointments gonna, to their overbearing parents just gonna enjoy <laughs> oh gosh, college Tom, life there's and... some type of like hidden agenda right now in this discussion no, hurt there's no suffering down down underneath all right friends this is what we're gonna do we can't solve your parenting troubles we can't solve our own <laughs> but what we can do is tease you that after this break you are going to hear a story from Brian and a story from Janet that is going to embarrass Tom. So we're going to go to break real quick and get ready for some 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 dirt on Tom. Zach, pay special attention. How can we never have your relatives on the show? My mom doesn't listen. My relatives are all deaf. 
And my dad's a hardcore Republican, <laughs> so he probably doesn't believe in the free market of podcasting. Wait, Republicans love the free market. Yeah, whatever. Potato, potato. <laughs> We're going to break. Ryan, you only have a few more minutes to literally think of this. That's I right. Know, I know. I know. Well, Entire unless, unless and all I can it. think of is that I made a typo in one of my uh, in, in one of my intros. This is good Janet, stuff. Janet, Keep do going. you have a do you have an embarrassing story about Tom? No, did you ask me? Yeah. Was yeah. that Gabe that asked me that? Yeah. That was Gabe. Yeah. That was Gabe. He took off the screen, so I can't see oh, the guys. Oh, sorry. Um. You know, I think you asked me when I was on the broadcast before you asked me that same question. And I said that I would never that's for right. either of my sons ever tell an embarrassing story in public. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. Oh, so I'm not, mother. I mean, I have the, I None have the love. two, I have the two greatest sons in the world. Sorry. If, you know, let's just use mom, this, you know, oh. let's use this, this audio, Josh, this is perfect. We actually can. We should just do that here. We'll, we can just, we'll just go back into that. Brian is continuing to disappoint. So we'll, um, we'll just go. Usually disappointing myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have two greatest sons in the world. Both okay. of them here. Listeners, listeners, <laughs> what we're hearing here is my mom and my brother racking their brains for an embarrassing story and all that brian can come up with is like oh you made a, a there was a typo in your last uh intro so um there you have it nearly a perfect son nearly a perfect brother um uh, i don't know where do we want to go from this we have some shout outs that we have to do for our for our uh our supporters out there. sponsors yeah 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 gabe first and foremost i do want to talk to you about the gospel economist uh, the Gospel Economist is a wonderful group of writers and bloggers that uh, seek the story of the gospel in our everyday lives. And so we encourage you to check them out. In fact, uh, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. We're recording this the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. You won't listen to it till a week or two from now. But who are we kidding? Doesn't you won't matter. listen to you this until August. That's true. But it still doesn't matter. You can get on the Gospel Economist. They have a new Lenten devotional that you can check out. It's It's great stuff. Uh, two excellent writers that produced it are our good friend uh, Kyle G. Jones, who's the, the head of the Gospel Economist, the chief editor for it, uh, is is kind of one of the main contributors to this devotional. We have it at my church. We're handing it out for free this Ash Wednesday. It's a, it's an awesome resource, so we encourage you. You can. I know plenty of people that do. Uh, but uh, but we we encourage you to, uh, to check them out. Their stuff is great. Uh, our other sponsor and friend is the beggars blog uh, it's uh, a wonderful place where uh, lutheran pastors write about the intersection of theology and everything and uh, josh and i have contributed on there tom is going to hopefully one day the rumor has it uh so we look we look forward to that uh but we encourage you to check out our friends at the beggars I have to have a brilliant blog first. hey we know you got them in there buddy we know you got them in there one or two one day yeah 
one day. Well, guys, I think this will do it for us. Brian, anything? There was that one time I beat you in a slap bet when you couldn't remember your own the model of your first car. What is uh, a slap bet? You, you literally slap someone? Yeah, you get, it yeah. was a three slap slap bet, and I won three slaps. And the next time I saw him, I I got slapped him in the face the instant I saw him. <laughs> didn't, didn't you verify that with me, Brian? It was a Chrysler yeah. LeBaron. Wait, is no, this like is this like a Minnesota thing? No, it was not a Chrysler LeBaron. It was a Plymouth Acclaim, and it's on the title. Ryan, not... I, I I dug out the title from the files. They're remember? Literally the same car. Do you want to bet me again, Tom? Oh, please. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's get this on the record. Can we go for a five-slap bet on this? Oh, one? yeah. Oh, yeah. Five-slap right. bet. Let's move, let's move it along, folks. Bet. No, All we're right, not friends. moving on, Tom. Hey, we're not. We love you guys. You take care. Get in touch with us. 612-208-6258. Did I get it right? That was full or text memory. Brian. What is Brian's phone number? Can we text Brian instead? <laughs> Brian's no, no, because number. Brian Brian is running a Palm Pilot right now. Uh. Oh, wow. Interesting. Wow. All right, we're going to go before this gets worse. Love you guys. Take care. Thank, thank, you, Janet. thank you, Janet. Wait. Thank you, Janet. Thank you, Janet. It was fun. It was fun. Love it. Fun to have you. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>